0: I did run 212 miles but I didn't do it alone you know I, I could not have done it without the, the crew that was there or the support of my wife or you know the rest of the, the the organization as well but you know essentially you know you're in an
1: RV for the whole week and welcome to the run the race podcast where we talk about fitness and faith on a weekly basis and we all need motivation maybe to lose weight or get stronger physically or get closer to God as we all seek purpose in life I'm your host Jason Dennis hoping to inspire you to run the race of life as we sit down with fascinating guests digging deeper into the mind body and soul let's do this All right. Thanks again for joining us, everybody, for the Run the Race podcast. We appreciate uh, you uh, joining in as we talk about fitness and faith stuff on a regular basis. And uh, we are uh, in the month of August where it's hot around here in Georgia and Alabama, as usual. Uh, And uh, my guest for today, he's actually... Um, up in uh, eastern Pennsylvania where it's a little cooler, but it gets hot as well, but they get a little more snow than we do here. And uh, so I'm going to introduce you to Chris Short, who him and I have actually met briefly uh, at the Marine Corps Marathon a few years ago, uh, part of the uh, Diz Runs radio kind of reunion. Uh, Him and I both listened to that same podcast. In fact, Chris is one of uh, that podcast host, Denny Craz,e one of his clients as a running coach. So Chris, Uh, Has his BS in computer information systems. Um, The BS stands for uh, bachelor's, not uh, something else you might think. Um, But he is currently the IT director for a medical software provider for colleges and universities. So he's smarter than I am. He uh is uh, actually just recently, I guess uh last fall qualified for the Boston Marathon, running that this spring. Um and uh in in the over the course of time, he's also lost 125 pounds. We're gonna talk to him about that. Uh he calls himself an ultra marathoner at heart, but I know he loves to run marathons as well. And so uh, without further ado, uh, I'd like to introduce to you uh Chris Short, who who is, by the way, you're not short, you're tall, right? Yes, uh well. <laughs> It's all about a perspective, but thank you for the intro. It's uh, really nice to be talking to you today. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to dive into something that I didn't mention in, you know, the, the introduction of you, uh, something that uh, you just recently did, the uh, MS Run the US. You were one of the relay runners for that, uh, which is which is impressive. I think you finished that a, a month or so ago. This is eight marathons in eight days, so a total of 205 miles obviously to um, benefit those impacted by the incurable disease of multiple sclerosis. Uh, You know, they obviously have amazing courage and bravery to go through what they're going through and their family members. So you're running for them. So tell me about, you know, first of all, I know we're going to get into a lot of other stuff about why you run and, 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 um, you know, sharing running with your wife and losing all that weight. But tell me about this MS run the U S relay. I mean, what was that like? I mean, that's a lot of miles more than 200.
0: Yeah, so we can step back a little bit about the relay and the and the team and the the organization itself. So it's a it started in two thousand and thirteen. So I think next year is actually the the ten year reunion um, by a lady named Ashley, who uh, whose mother had MS, and as a part of a, an idea for a fundraiser, she decided that that she was going to run across the country by herself, and she's either the eighth or the eighteenth lady to do it solo, um, which is just by itself is just an amazing, amazing feat. And yeah. um, as she was doing it, you know, the idea was she was going to bring in, you know, a, a lot of money and, and raise awareness and everything. And she kind of realized after that she, she was done, you know, that the feat of running across the country is obviously a, a really massive, massive undertaking. Um, but, you know, she wasn't able to raise quite as much as she had hoped. And, you know, she wanted to keep kind of that that process going, but realize, you know, asking, you know, somebody else to run that much by themselves is, is a lot. So you know, she kind of came up with the idea of splitting it out into segments and then, you know, together collectively as a team, you know, you can, you can accomplish that large feat of running across the country, but then also bring in you know a lot more, a lot more money individually. And then you, know, all of it kind of goes collectively to the organization, which does a lot of really good stuff for, for people with MS from research to, uh directly funding um things that are needed for just quality of life uh improvements. So this year the the fundraising total our group um raised over two hundred thousand um, dollars wow. between the, the nineteen of us that that are part of the group and over that like about half of it has gone directly to uh help people with MS through things like uh you know wheelchair assistance, um mobility assistance and even you know the small things like like air conditioners and, and things that kind of help prove the the, the quality of life or disease that really you, know, you get impacted by with things like heat and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, the organization as a whole is, is really, really amazing. It does a lot of really good stuff. And actually, I, I'm not sure when this is, is coming out, but they're in the middle of um, doing their applications for next year's relay. So if anybody is really crazy and wants to run <laughs> you know, a marathon a day for either six to eight days, um, the, the organization is, uh, org, And, uh, you know, they, they'd be, they'd be happy to talk to you, um, about that. But, um, essentially the relay is 19, 19 people. And, um, we, we all apply, you know, around this time, the team was picked in October and then throughout the course of, you know, the next eight months, nine months or so, we really all were able to sort of bond as a team and, you know, sort of go through the process and everybody kind of share their story and their why, um, nine of the runners this year actually have MS. So for those of us, that either don't or don't have any direct ties with that disease. Like me, you know, we were able to really learn a lot more about it, a lot about their struggles and their stories and stuff, which was really, really cool for, for me personally, as a part of being, you know, part of the team, not just you know my little segment, but you know, the, the entire experience was really, really amazing. Um, so the segments are basically broken down. It starts in Southern California in April, and the last runner is actually crossing the line Saturday in New York City Wow and um, yeah, so it, it's a very, very long it's a long process and there are there are nineteen runners, so there are nineteen segments, and then each segment is broken down into
1: uh,
0: six or eight six to eight days depending on how long you know your segment is so I ran segment 12, which was from, uh, Des Moines, Iowa to Dubuque at the end of June. And I had eight days and, uh, unofficially I ran 212 miles, but my segment was technically 206. So I I managed to squeeze six extra miles in there for, you know, for (laughs) grins.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking, you were talking about the why, so for you, Obviously, I mean, it's an amazing cause and, you know, to helping people running for them, people that can't run perhaps and, and um, and for people, you know, to kind of raising an amazing amount of, I know you've raised more than $10,000 yourself so far and, and people can still donate at cshortrun.com. But, um, how, um, what, what was the why for you in terms of, I mean, 206, 212 miles, that's a lot of miles in a little more than a week's time.
0: Yeah, for me, I had, um, I had been looking for something to do charity based with, with running for, for a while, you know, running, I started running in 2016 and it was one of those things that was, was really transformational for me as far as just, just most of the aspects of, of, of my life. Um, you know, like you mentioned, I, I had lost, you know, 200 and you know, I lost like 125 pounds. um right around that time started running really so So like fitness became, you know, a big, big part of my life and something that me and my wife did together. And, and running was just something I I really fell in love with. So I had been wanting to do something for charity and I wanted it to be big, you know, like I didn't want it to be, I mean, anything that you do for charity is great, you know, so, so by all means, you know, I'm not saying anything that is for charity isn't, isn't a great cause, but you know, I wanted it to be something pretty epic and and running related, obviously. So this just, when I first heard about it, this has really seemed like something that was right up my alley. Um, I really enjoy the multiple day race challenges, like the ones that they have in Disney and there's one in Philly every year, which I, I run. Um, so I really like that, that pushing yourself, you know, back to back to back kind of days. Um, and, like you mentioned, I, I like running ultra marathons. I'm not a big fan of trails, so I <laughs> tend to, to to like them on on roads, and they aren't that many on the roads. So this is kind of my way of of pushing myself as far as distance and and stuff goes without having to to spend you know hours in the mountains, which are fun, but it's just that's an entirely different beast
1: altogether and And you know, this is miles for a purpose, obviously, so tell us about how those eight days went. I know I followed along. I know your wife Melody had posted a lot on social media how kind of each day went. And I'm sure there were some some better days and some uh, tougher days. So what was that like that whole process for you physically and mentally um you know going through that and uh and, and obviously you you had that thought in your mind that listen, I'm doing this for something bigger than myself, but I know it's it had to get you know um you know kind of rough and tumble at times.
0: Yeah, it it
1: it's a it was a blur. Like it really went by, and
0: you really wouldn't think it would, but it went by so so fast that you know it, it was almost over b- before it was done. But I had run into um, some issues that I think some of that is lingering from from uh, the the crawl uh, challenge, which we'll probably get into <laughs> at, at some point. But I had a I had a very very busy two thousand and twenty one running season, and um, I did not allow myself to rest as much as i should have so what i ended up doing was around february march i actually ended up with a bit of an it band issue um that was right before boston so it it, it reared its head before before running that marathon and you know i i basically had no time to rest at all after that because i was either training for boston or training for the ms thing so I did a lot, a lot lot of rest before my segment, um, you know, reduced my miles pretty significantly. And the first two days were great. Like I felt really, really good. Um, I did, uh, 31 miles both days. So I kind of came in as a goal of of being able to run, you know, do, do 250 Ks back to back and then whatever else happens, happens. So, um, the third day, my IT band sort of started aching and um at that point it kind of turned into just sort of survival mode so you know i was just willing to give whatever my body was was ready to do that day so some days i was able to run the entire day you know just obviously a little bit slower um and then you know some days around 23 or so i couldn't bend my knee anymore it was hurting so much so i basically would just power walk until the end, you know, for the next five miles or so, but I managed with all that to keep a a pretty even pace. I was out for somewhere between six to six and a half hours every day and for, you know, with the exception of the first two days, I covered 28 miles every day after that until the very last day, which I had a nice leisurely 10 mile um, run into the, uh, into the finish line. So um, it was really nice to kind of stack stack some extra miles every day. So that last day was just, you know, just a nice little victory lap.
1: <laughs> a little more enjoyable 10 miles versus having to go out there mm-hmm. for another, for another uh, yeah,
0: six the, hours. the best part about that day was we got to sleep in. So, you know, most days we were up at, you know, three thirty or four o'clock to beat the heat or, you know, just to make sure that, you know, you, you weren't out there in the, the really hot parts of the day, you know, cause we were running, in the middle of, you know, in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, you know, and and the end of June. So, you know, heat and the sun are are definitely a a pretty big factor. So, you know, just getting up really early, making sure to kind of take advantage of the cooler, cooler periods. But the, uh, the last day I was able to sleep till like, I think six and I just woke up, got a cup of coffee and just sat outside and and kind of just reflected, you know, for like an hour before everybody else was up and, and then just went and, you know, did a nice little easy ten mile run and, and finished. So that was it it was really nice. It was it was pretty awesome.
1: I'm sure you had some interesting scenery, maybe a lot of cornfields. I don't know if you like field of dreams, if you heard a voice saying, you know, <laughs> if you <come."> it, it, <laughs> I was I
0: was very, very just impressed by the scale of it. You know, like we so I live in eastern Pennsylvania, which you know is is, is a lot of farmland. Um we have we have plenty of cornfields. Um, my family, I have family in Southern Jersey, which has, you know, a lot of, of farmland there as well. And this is just, it just blew it out of the water. I mean, it's just so massive. Like the the scale is just something that I wasn't really, I, I can't really even describe how, how it is. I mean, it's just, you just, you're on this dirt road and you look to the left of you and you look to the right of you and you know, front of you and behind you, and it's just nothing but farmland as far as you can see and it just it was really impressive to see just just how much you know that industry is there and you know, I mean that is definitely the heartland of of the country and and it's something that I never would have been able to experience you know in in any other you know in any other way you know you could drive through there or whatever but you know I spent hours a day every day you know for for a number of days you know in that same basic environment and it was just it was really cool the sunrises were amazing um, you know, every single day, it was just, just gorgeous sunrise over the cornfields. Um, you know, a- after, you know, I took so many really good pictures. So it, it those are, those are the things that I'm definitely never going to forget about, you know, just, just how, how expansive it is and how massive that whole, that whole area is. And, you know, just, just how much it, it means from, you know, you know the agricultural perspective, you know, compared to, you know, just what we thought were big cornfields around here are just, yeah, that's nothing compared to
1: what's over there. <laughs> And uh, one last question for you on these 212 miles in the MS run the US relay um this again finishing uh, this episode will probably come out um you know a few days after that's finished which is great people can still obviously donate for for you they can go to again cshortrun.com but I wanted to ask you about so over the course of those 8 days obviously you said you're running you know maybe you know give or take 25 to 30 miles a day and uh, out there for 6 or so hours how are you handling like nutrition and rest? I mean, were you getting, you know, uh, more or less sleep than you usually do? Were you, um, eating quite a bit, like certain, did you have a strategy for that nutrition?
0: Yeah. And it, it's funny. It kind of settled in to, to a pattern and and that pattern really just, just held me through the whole, um, you know, the, the whole rest of the the week as I, as I continue to run, you know, just sort of find what worked for you and then just you know, don't, don't fix what's not broken. Um, which is I'm pretty good at, I can eat the same thing over and over again, which drives my wife crazy, but you know, it's always something works for me. It usually works, but we, um, the crew there, there's a crew that supports the runner, which, you know, and, and, you know, out of everything that, that gets taken away, it's one of those that, you know, this was, I did run 212 miles, but I didn't do it alone. You know, I I could not have done it without the, the crew that was there or the support of my wife or, you know, the rest of the, the, the organization as well. But, you know, essentially, you know, you're in an RV for the whole week. And, you know, there are two crew members, one that's that's sort of there as an athletic coach, you know, sort of trainer to make sure that the runners are, are being safe. And if anything happens or they have any issues to kind of help with that. And then the other is the, the media, you know, the media person that takes all the pictures, does all the Instagram posts, you know, compiles the stuff for your videos. But those are their, their sort of day jobs, but then after that, they also prepare all the meals They're They're there at, at the crew stop. So you kind of decide where you're going to stop during your run. So I did for the first 15 miles or so, I would just do stops every five miles. So, and they have a car that basically just follows you. And for me, it was really easy because it was just straight as an arrow. You know, some days I didn't even get off the same road and Mm. you know, it's, it's like, okay, we'll just meet you five miles down the road. So you run to the car. And then from there they've got, you know, whatever you want there, you know, so I did a lot of Gatorade, um, Gatorade water. Um, I I hydrated just a ton. Um, and then for, for actual, you know, food and stuff I had, um, I would carry like gummy bears with me, which is usually what I use for like my long run fuel, um, granola bars. And then kind of at the end, I uh, kind of treated it like an ultra versus like an actual marathon. So you know, by the end, it just looked like a snack bar. You know, there'd be you know a couple cookies, a bag of chips. Usually every day, I, I'd eat chips around 23, 24 to help get some salt in there, um, and you know, just things like that. More real food than like if I was running, you know, a fast marathon. It's more of you know just just like you know goose or, or gels and stuff like that. You can just get down quickly and and be done with it. So you you know you're not having to worry about about stopping but for the for the relay it was really really hydrating I think was the key um uh, more than more than anything but you know e- eating as necessary
1: yeah they say with ultra marathons it becomes especially on trails it's like an eating contest more than anything oh yeah else.
0: yeah it is it is basically you know all, all you're doing is just trying to get to the next buffet you know you you run through the woods a little bit and then you and, and, and yeah the the spreads that they have are just you know I mean, it doesn't sound like this is a running event, but, you know, usually they're grilled cheese sandwiches, bacon, uh, cookies, M&Ms, um, <laughs> you know, it just anything. Soda is usually really big there. Potato chips. You know, it's just stuff that's <laughs> stuff that you want to eat and stuff that's easily digestible. So, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty crazy.
1: So, so no pizza or cheeseburgers or like ice cream during this uh, relay?
0: We did go out for pizza, um, I think it's after day four or five. And at that point, it was it was just some of the best pizza I think ever. I don't even remember what the place was. It could have been anything. It, it was really, really good. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it was. I, I didn't... So they, they give you like a form to fill out, you know, like what you prefer. And basically, you just tell them what you normally eat and what you'd like. And, and they do all the grocery shopping beforehand. And then they, they cook it so you know, during the evening. So we had like burgers one night, pasta, um, you know, salads and, uh, chicken, just basically the things that I would normally eat anyway. So stuff that I know works well for, for your stomach and and everything. And, and, you know, you're not like pushing the pace at all. So usually like digestive issues or when you're really worried about what kind of food you're eating is when you're kind of really pushing the pace and that's because your body, you know, circulates the blood in, in weird ways and, you know, kind of impacts your digestive system. But when you're kind of running leisurely, you don't have to worry about it too much. You're not going to eat, you know, I wouldn't recommend tacos and fajitas and you know, really <laughs> spicy food and stuff the day before you go out. But, you know, as, as long as you're sort of within reason, there's not much that, you know, that you really need to restrict yourself on.
1: Yeah. And speaking of food, I know you know I mentioned it earlier how and I'm not sure you can talk to me about like how much you weighed and, and how long kind of you've taken to, you know, you lost two hundred and twenty-five pounds overall and I I guess have kept it off. So tell me about, you know, were you just um to the point where listen, I need to really drop a lot of weight and I mean, how did this all happen?
0: Yeah, we had, I mean, both my wife and I both kind of kind of went on the same journey. And that's one of the things that, that, you know, we found is, you know, it, it's, we'd both tried throughout the years, you know, to, to, to lose a little bit of weight here or there, but, you know, until, until both of you kind of commit and, and do it, you know, there's always like, well, I'm trying to be good, but you're over there eating, you know, pizza and I'd rather eat pizza than be good, you know, which, you know, not to say pizza isn't good, but, you know, I mean, everything in moderation, obviously. So you know, we kind of, at the same time, it sort of decided that, you know, our daughter was getting a little bit older and, and you know, there was, there was, you know, a little bit more time on our hands and things like that. So we had decided to, um, get Fitbits, you know, for Christmas that year, like 2015, something like that. And, you know, it was one of those, just do 10,000 steps a day. You know, that's who somebody out there decided that's the magic, the magic number for, for being healthy. So. Um, you know, we, we started watching what we ate and, um, you know, walking 10,000 steps a day. And for me, I would just basically come downstairs cause it was winter at the time and winter's up here. Like you mentioned, snowy, cold, a little bit hard to get outside. So I would just come downstairs and walk on a treadmill that I had had for literally five years and probably never used just one of those at some point we'll get on the treadmill, never did. And, you know, 10,000 steps a day, a, a walking pace when you're just doing it all at once took about an hour and a half or so. And that just got a little bit boring. Um, so at that point I just started running, um, you know, I'd run for a minute and walk for nine minutes and that helped shave the time a little bit down. And then, you know, every week or so, I just bumped those numbers up until I was running for nine minutes and walking for one minute. And then by that point it got to be spring and I was, you know, running, on the treadmill, at least for, for a while. So I figured I'd go outside and do it. And then as soon as I went outside, I said, well, I could probably sign up for like a 5k. That'd be interesting. I've never done one of those. And as soon as I did that, I was just hooked on running and and the whole racing thing just in general. So I, um, yeah, from there I just escalated, you know, 5k, 10k, half marathon, full marathon, um, you know, and all this, all this craziness, but we dropped, uh, I dropped 125 pounds in about nine months. So it was a pretty, pretty fast transformation for me. And then a lot of that was a lot of exercise and, and it was just really, really disciplined on, on what I was eating. Um, probably to the point where I, I, I probably should have eaten more, but you know, I'm a creature of habit. So as soon as I kind of got into that routine, it wasn't hard to stick to it. It's one of those, I look back at it now and I don't think I could do it, but, um, you know, it's amazing what you can do when you put your mind to it sometimes. I and mean, I think the same thing about running eight marathons in, in eight days. You know, I look back and say, I
1: did it. I don't know if I could do it again, but I did it. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean it's it's amazing, you know, that that, that eight marathons in eight days and the losing hundred and twenty five pounds. So um I mean, have you managed to I mean obviously I guess your goal is not to lose any more weight, but it is it, you know, harder to you know, to keep that off or is it because you're running so much that it's kind of like, well, I can kind of get away with eating, you know, maybe, you know, a little more now.
0: Yeah, actually, I, when I was in the middle of trying to, to qualify for, for Boston, um, last year when I, when I was, cause that was really my, my big focus year. And that was also the year that I ran just all pun because of, you know, the, the craw challenge and, and other things. Um, I, I was, I was constantly finding myself just hungry just all the time. So I actually ended up working with a nutritionist and the very first thing they told me was you just need to eat more. You know, like I, I was not eating enough to fuel myself for the the amount of exercise and and stuff that I was doing. So I started, um, you know, actually started upping my intake, you know, healthily, obviously, you know, looking at, you know, whole foods and, you know, uh, you know, lean meats and a lot of protein and things like that. And I actually put on like 10 pounds, like very, very quickly. And then I hit, I kind of hit that weight that my body seems to just sort of naturally want to be at, which ironically is the weight that I was in high school. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I just was always there when I was super active and playing sports in high school as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, kind of funny that it sort of leveled off there, but um, you know, that, that just seems like, I don't, I, I still try to be, you know, conscious about what I'm eating, but most of that is just to support my running versus, you know, trying to either, you know, I'm not trying to lose weight or gain weight or anything like that. I'm just letting my body sort of dictate what it needs and and listening to it versus, um, you know, the old the older ways of just, you know, having you know, way too much, too often, kind of a thing. You know, overindulging, you know, just because you can.
1: Yeah. That's, that's music to anyone's ears. When, when somebody, a professional, an expert tells you, you need to be eating more. And I'll be like, okay, yeah. I'm good for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was one of you know, cause after you, after you go through a really big transformation, you know, for me, it really was a, you know, I just don't want to, cause I know how hard it was to get there. You know, you, you're afraid of losing the things that you've gained to the point where you sometimes don't do what's, smart and that that goes for everything it goes for running it goes for weight loss it goes for you know a, a lot of different avenues but for me those are, the, those are the kind of two so you don't give yourself enough of a break or you know you you sometimes don't see the right things to do until you till you work with someone who's you know outside of your little window you know and they say look man just eat you know you need to if you want to qualify for boston you want to do something you, know, you want to keep this up, or you want to be healthy doing this? You need to fuel properly. Don't worry about gaining weight. Worry about being healthy, and that's sort of that. That was a good mind shift for me, um, as far as uh, you know, kind of how to how to handle that relationship, and you know, between you know, fueling and eating, and and running, and just life in general. You know, so so yeah, it it's it's always funny how how your brain just sort of tries to trick yourself into into things, and then someone just kind of comes in and slaps some sense into you, and you know. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know the bigger pictures just open wide up,
1: yeah, yeah, and speaking of uh slapping some sense into you, you know some people you know you're talking about running for you being uh transformational and um you know kind of part of your you know every day, every week lifestyle now um so and there's a lot of people. Who just don't like running. I mean, that's probably the majority of folks don't like running. They'd like to like running. So for you, uh, why did you choose and, and stick with running for these past, you know, uh, five or six years? Like what, what's, what's been the motivation to kind of really stick with it and this be like a a new kind of newish passion for you?
0: Running for me really gives me a chance to disconnect from a lot of the things that I'm just kind of constantly around, um, like like technology in, in general. You know, as as someone in the IT field who's responsible for you know a, a lot of complex systems, and you know my phone is just constantly buzzing with alerts and things, and people you know reaching out for stuff and you know so when when i run i can just basically turn you know all of that off you know put on either some music a book a podcast something like that and then just basically spend you know an hour or two or three or just however long i'm going you know in my own thoughts you know just being able to sort of process the things that are, that are going on kind of i i solve so many problems either at work or um know just things i'm kind of struggling with you know on 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 my runs you know just because it's you're just kind of there with your thoughts you know and 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 as you as you go through it you know you just sort of you don't even know what your feet are doing you know by the time you're done your your miles are over and and you're just you're like oh yeah this is this is what i should do or i should maybe i should try this or this is you know how i want to approach this problem or something so for me it really is just a way to really sort of reset mentally um you know it helps me burn off energy physically so then i'm not you know sitting at my desk just shaking my legs you know need to get up kind of thing so um you know and and yeah running is not you know some people some people don't like running so i mean there's there's biking there's you know there's so many ways to sort of get that energy out um and really the the biggest thing is just just starting you know just just start by doing it for for two minutes, you know, three minutes and just build off of that. You know, as soon as it becomes a habit, you know, at least for me, you know, I'm very quick to pick up habits, you know, and those are good habits and those are bad habits. So Mm -hmm. I'd rather have good ones to focus on and those kind of become the routine and then that just builds on itself. You know, your habits will become, you know, the other things, supporting those and then before you even know it, you know, you've made some pretty good changes.
1: And, you know, what would you say to folks about like motivation? You talked about kind of getting started. And, and then once you get started, it's, it's a matter of like, you know, and, 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 I mean, most people don't run every day, but like, you know, lacing up your shoes and heading out the door, you know, maybe when you don't feel like it or it's too hot outside or you're too busy, you know, there's always, you know, excuses. So what would you tell folks about like, you know, what keeps you kind of going? Because I mean, there's going to be good runs and bad runs for any of us.
0: Yeah. I think, I think discipline comes into play a lot when motivation fails and that's one of the, you know, it's for me, it's just, I, I know that this is just what I do and this is, this is, you know, I, I know that the benefits will be there, even if I don't want to, I, I've never finished a run and said, I really wish I had never done that today. You know, (laughs) I've. I've not gone on runs and, you know, kick myself saying, I really wish I had. So it's one of those that I really think, I think you have to be disciplined. I mean, you have to, you have to want the good stuff and the bad stuff, you know, to to happen because it is going to happen. And it's just realistically, you're like, you said, not every run is going to be great. Not every, not every anything is going to be great. You know, there's going to be good times and there's going to be bad. So You know, if you accept that and then mentally, you know, you just, you're going out because you know, that's the best thing for you. You know, even if you're not motivated, you're disciplined to do it. And, and for me, that's really helped, um, help keep me, you know, on this course, you know, for the last six years or so, um, is just, just being very disciplined about, about doing it versus, you know, waiting for motivation. You know, the motivation will come as you're doing it. I think not necessarily
1: before you're doing it. And that at least that's the case for me. That's well said for sure. I mean, you got to it's motivation or discipline, you know, kind of kind of take your pick. And and uh, you mentioned uh, crawl earlier. Uh, Of course, that stands for the circumpolar race around the world that you and I were both on the same uh, team um, for. I think it was Diz Runs the World. Uh, It was 10 of us. And this was created by the one and only Lazarus Lakes, who uh, uh, created the Barkley Marathons. In fact, he was a previous guest on my podcast a year and a half ago, and talking about that big challenge because that was you know kind of when you know the COVID nineteen pandemic had started. A lot of people were doing the virtual challenges. This was one that was was different and unique. You're running. Um, cause we had already done the, uh, the Rat, which was the uh, great virtual race across Tennessee. This was like a team effort. So remind me, was it like 35,000 miles or kilometers? I think, uh, um, for the 10 of us over like 16 months. Yeah,
0: yeah it was, um, it was like 31,000 miles or yeah. 50,000 K was, That's- was what they were, what they were, um, stating it as, and I actually, I missed the first, uh, Great virtual race across Tennessee because I, I got hurt. I hurt my foot like right, right as COVID was 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 happening. So uh, I was actually a little bit, a little bit fortunate in the fact that all the races canceled because I would have had to defer them anyway. So I didn't miss out on on anything. But I, I missed that one while I was healing my foot. And then uh, yeah, as soon as the 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 crawl happened, you know, I, I Denny had mentioned you know is anybody interested? And I was like, oh, of course I am. And, you know, Abs- absolutely. So but yeah, it was, there were 10 of us and we finished, we had 18 months to get a silver buckle. So that was always sort of the goal. Like <laughs> there was, if you finished in 12 months, which those people were absolutely insane, you got a gold buckle. Then there was the silver buckle, which was 18 months. And then after that you, you got a medal, which is still you know a great accomplishment. But we, um, our, our team goal was to get the buckle. So the, the, the silver buckle and we finished Three days, I believe, ahead of schedule, and um, w- was able to, uh, to, to to get it home. I still have, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with the plaque. So they gave you, you know, <laughs> most places have, you know, have like a metal they give you or, or the buckle, which is you know basically the, the belt buckle. But as a part of this, they sent you this wooden, um, basically like a frame. And this thing is like six feet by three feet. I mean, it is it is a massive piece of wood, yeah, and it's got the globe. On it. So for every region you finished, so they broke it out into twelve different regions, each one with like like Mexico, South America, Antarctica, Australia, um, Eastern Asia, you know, just all around. And every time you finished, every time you finished a region, they gave you they sent you a medal in the in the mail that had a magnet on it that stuck to the board. So now you have this big huge map with all these twelve medals that sort of connect the route. But it is massive. Like, did you ever hang yours? What What did you do with yours? I'm still trying to figure out what to do with mine.
1: I've been so busy. I I I, I need to do it. I, I'm I'm a procrastinator. It's like I, I do. I'll put all the work in, but then I forget to kind of yeah. myself. And 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 our the captain of our team. You mentioned him, Denny Denny Cray who is the longtime host of the Diz Runs radio podcast and your coach and friend as well. And and so he actually just recently moved to my state of Georgia. So he's, you know, welcome him aboard from, from Florida. And you and him really kind of led the way. I mean, I I tried to stay up there in the top five of our team for miles, but you two, I'm telling you, I I guess y'all maybe paid for it a little bit this year, but you, you guys, uh, you put in a lot of miles in 2021 to make that happen.
0: Yeah, it, it, it benefited me because I was in the middle of, of trying to, to train and qualify for Boston, which is something that I had been chasing since about 2018. So I, I was really determined to get there before I aged up into the next age bracket, which would have bought me another another 15 minutes. And I just I just really wanted to qualify at the standard that I had this year. So crawl really. It's funny. Running is a very Non, I mean, it's competitive because you know you're out there and you've got time, and stuff. But it's such a internal sort of. I, I'm more competitive with myself than than anybody else. And and like, from from team events like crawl, like I am, I'm all about the team. Like the relay for MS in yeah. the US, you know the dis runs tribe, the um, you know the the crawl team. Like I am, I am super super you know into into team events and and supporting everybody but i just also have this competitive itch in me that just wants to be at the top you know like i just i just want to do really well and sort of you know and it's not me competing against you guys per se it's me like thinking that you know i can do this i can you know i can be up there i can do you know i can run a lot you know i can just you know it just gives me a challenge that pushes me a little bit so yeah i finished i was looking at the stats and i finished the the crawl race with 4,600 miles um, in total was, was, was my total. And I think Denny came in at 44 or so. So we were about, about 30% of, of the miles that that were run. Um, but I mean, everybody helped. I mean, there wasn't, you know, we would not have crossed the finish line without all 10. So it was just, you know, and, and when I rested and had a little off month, cause I was resting something, you know, Denny would, then he would pick it up and, and go nuts. So we were just kind of, I think, I think chasing each other for most of the, uh, most of the, uh, the, the, the season there. But, you know, the, the downside to that, and this is where, you know, you just have to be careful about, you know, how big you think your pants are, or, you know, anything like that is, is I just did not rest either. So, you know, I, I finally got my BQ time in, in October, but that was like right in the middle of Craw. So I think I took like a week off of running after running the fastest, you know, hardest marathon I'd ever run in my life. I only rested for a week. And then, you know, as soon as cross finished, I went out and ran a half marathon, you know, because it was a local event and I got caught up running with a guy in the lead and, you know, ended up you know, running way faster than I should have and, and didn't really rest after that, cause I was too busy for Boston and then, you know, the, the injury bug hit me and I know it hit, it hit Denny as well. So, you know, I think we, I think we definitely paid for it a little bit, but I, you know, looking back, I don't know if I'd change anything either. It was, it was a fun experience and, you know, we had our own little Facebook group and, and it was really fun, you know, running with you guys and, you know, sharing those miles over, over 18 months.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, running, it can be a, it can be a humbling sport. And, and especially when you're putting in a lot of miles and, and as we get older, you know, sometimes things, you know, takes a little longer to recover. I, that, mm-hmm. you know, the, Yeah. The crawl experience for me, it was part of me, my f- very first run streak. I, I started a run streak for the great virtual race across Tennessee, just not thinking I was going to do a run streak. I know Denny's not a fan of those, but, um, you know, that I, I ended up doing like two years in a month. And just like two months ago, my, my streak ended because I was on vacation, doing stuff with family. And I just forgot and just got busy. And I was like, well, c'est la vie. It's, it's okay. You know, I'll, yeah. start, a, I'll yeah. start a new you know, and and that's and because I think that took the, the guessing out of it for me. I was like, I'm going to run, no matter if it's one mile or. Or 20 miles. I'm going to run something today. And, you know, for you also, you know, uh, running, you were talking about your wife, Melody, how she was such a huge support for you, along with the, the crew for the MS uh, run, the U S relay. Uh, tell me about, you know, and y'all had that, this weight loss journey and health journey together. Um, what, I mean, what does it mean to be able to share the, the passion for running with her and traveling and going to races like a Disney world? I mean, does that, does that create a, um, a different kind of bond for you and her? Oh yeah. I mean,
0: absolutely. It's, it's one of those things that, that we've grown to really cherish and, and, you know, it, it, she can, she can support me and my goals and I can support her and her goals. And they're not, you know, they're, they're not the same goals, but they're still, you know, they're still, you know, just, just things that we can, we can do together. So, and, you know, before COVID, you know, we, we had a, a really, really good routine going on where, you know, Saturday were our long run days and, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what race you know i was training for or what she was training for you know we have a good place that, that we that we like to run in so um you know if i was running longer than her she would just drive and meet me and then you know we we wouldn't run together but we'd be on the same course and you'd know, pass her every once in a while or you know we'd cross paths or whatever and then, you know stop and say hi and wave and just just knowing that she's out there and i'm there you know was was just that's just a fun nice experience and then afterwards we'd always go and you know have breakfast somewhere and just kind of talk about you know life in general and you know, just just some time for us to kind of get away and, and spend spend you know by ourselves and and you know just kind of talk and spend time together and you know from there that's also led to you know a, a lot of trips for you know for running we've been to chicago new york boston um you know disney obviously uh ocean city, Iowa, um, you know, just, just tons of places. So, you know, now it's kind of, kind of like, well, where are we going to end up going this year? You know, for, I mean, this year was a very, very heavy, heavy run travel year from between Boston Iowa and we're going to New York earlier or later on this year. Um, you know, Philly as well. So, you know, we just, we just sort of use running as an excuse to go travel now and, and that's, that's a lot of
1: fun. Um, so what, what was, uh, what was Boston like for you? I mean, cause I know uh, obviously you've, you've had this goal for a while, perhaps.
0: Yeah. Boston was, was a little surreal. I mean, it was just, you know, it, it's, you, you work up to something for so long and then, and then it gets there and you almost don't know what to do because you've been, for me, chasing the goal is always much more of a process than, you know, when you're there, like when once you've, once you've reached your goal and you're just kind of there, it, it's more of a, okay, well now what's the next goal to chase. So, um, you know, getting there was, was amazing. It was really good. Like, like seeing the finish line and you know, being able to buy the jacket and line up. Um, the race itself was, was a little tricky. Um, I did what I think. A lot of people do at Boston. They, they went out way too fast. Uh, my, my IT band, had had started acting up before Boston so you know my training you know wasn't as as, as good as I really wanted it to um <clears throat> but my issue was I was in the second the first corral of the second wave so uh, basically we all got to be the the very first I got to to be on the the starting line essentially without anybody in front of me so while we waited for that wave to go And everybody around me was all at the same qualifying window. And they were all planning on running a lot faster than me. They were all like, well, what do you think you're going to finish? Well, I'm going to try to finish in three, three hours, you know, 3.05, something like that. And I was just hoping to run, you know, nice leisurely pace because I wasn't planning on doing anything crazy. And of course, I started out going crazy. I think I ran my first 10K in about 40 minutes and was like yeah I am. <laughs> I am going way <laughs> too fast so i i blew up pretty good around uh, 18 or so and ended up walking it in for you know just sort of run walking the the rest of the way but i mean the crowds were everything that they say they are um you know supportive from from the very beginning all the way to the end and you know as i'm i'm walking you know it, it's you know, the turn on boylson street you know and just i I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to run it all the way into the end. And then I take the turn and I'm looking down and like the finish line, like, like over a quarter of a mile away. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm not walking. I'm not running the whole way to the end. I'm, I'm not making it. So, you know, I'm walking a little bit and the whole crowd's just like cheering you on going, you can make it, you can do it just a little way. You know, no one's, no one's judging anybody. They're just there to cheer on the runners and, you know, whatever your day is, it is. And you know, it's, you know, it was, it was exactly what it needed to be. So, you know, I'm looking forward to running it again and, and, you know, challenging, you know, getting that, you know, getting it when I'm a little more healthy, but you know, I, I wouldn't have changed anything either. It was, it was such a, such a great event. So
1: and, uh, you know, from actually my favorite marathon, I am um, you know, I'm one of those guys doing the, trying to do a uh, marathon in every state I've done almost about, about 20 now. And my favorite one is up in your neck of the woods, the, the Philly marathon. Uh, it was yeah. about three years ago or so, and just beautiful scenes. And you finish at the Rocky steps and just to get to the cheesesteaks afterwards. And that year that I was there, we had, um, uh, Meb Kofleski and Des Linden were there, and I ap- happened to be picked. I don't know how I to be one of the ambassadors, so I got to hang out with them before the race and after the race, and and chill with them. Oh, and awesome. I, that just added to the whole experience, and and I, that was my first time in Philadelphia, so uh, I, I I loved it. It was it was great, oh. and looking forward to going back. You know,
0: yeah, I run that one. I run that one every year. It it, it is not only is it local; it is actually one of my favorites my favorite marathons because of the way it, it runs down into the water and then it really goes through the city and then it goes up by the zoo and it, it's just it's such a it's a nice course it's an, a relatively flat course um but they they have um the Philadelphia the freedom challenge so i run that every year which is basically you run the half marathon and the 8k on saturday and then you do the full on sunday and then you get like a medal that's like the size of your head um, in addition to all the other ones. So I, I, <laughs> I do that one every year and it's such a, it's such a fun event. Like I love everything about that race. So I, I can't recommend that one, that one more. It, it's, it's just, it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a really fun event. So if anybody wants to run it, I, I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah. Well, one last question for you, Chris, you were talking earlier about, you know, kind of, you know, when, when kind of you're tired or it band issues, or, you know, you've got this much left and, you know, kind of when the going gets tough, you know, you and I talked uh, before our podcast chat here about how for you, it's so important to have that positive energy to push through. So for folks that are listening, whether it be running or just something they're going through in life or whatever else, uh, how important is that for you to just kind of really, I mean, is it just thinking positive thoughts? I mean, what's the kind of the, uh, the secret sauce with that? I think a lot of it is really just breaking it up into
0: something that's manageable. You know, if you look at, if you, if you look at your goals, you know, and, and you have big goals and, you know, they, they seem scary, you know, break them into, you know, areas that, that don't necessarily seem you know, as bad, you know, there's still work to do, but like when I was, you know, when I first started, you know, the, the, the relay segment, you know, I had, I had it on my watch. I had my course, you know, on the watch and it said, you know, you have 212 miles to go, you know, you could look at that and go, there is no way that I'm going to make it 212 miles, but you know, you don't have to go 212 miles at once. You just need to go a mile, you know, just, just break it down into chunks. So, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, with the weight loss, I didn't need to lose you know all that weight at, at one time. I just need to do the right things every day. And then they just sort of, build on to each other And, and that's I think that's the case for just about any anything in life that you want to accomplish or any changes that you want to make or anything like that you know don't get overwhelmed by how far you're trying to go just break it into something that you know you can do celebrate those victories
1: As you may be able to hear from that kind of abrupt ending to our interview, we had some technical difficulties where the last minute or two uh, did not get recorded uh, with my interview with Chris Short, uh, but uh, I did tell him uh, that uh, you know he could be a motivational speaker. I had some great points there at the end about life and running and um, things to inspire you to uh, get up off the couch and uh, as, as motivation, uh, inspiration, so uh, he's uh, a, a definitely a great wordsmith. Uh, along with being a a great computer guy and runner himself. So I appreciate uh, Chris Short taking the time to talk to me. Uh, A nice 45-minute chat, Um, and so I wish him the best on recovering from his uh, run across the USA or across Iowa uh, for MS. Um, He says, you know, as you heard him talk about, you know, running really has taught him a lot about himself. Uh, He's met a lot of great friends um, along the way and uh, found a healthy passion that uh, his wife and him share. And uh, we, were again, were both guests on uh, Denny Cray's Diz Runs radio podcast. Uh, I highly recommend that. He's got more than 1,000 episodes. I was on episode 888, and I believe that uh, Chris was on episode 896. So check that out, Diz Runs, D-I-Z Runs. Uh, Denny's a great guy and uh, a great coach as well. So uh, check him out. Um, Chris also told me that uh, you know, in terms of this whole thing, that this was really for him a time to give back to the sport that has changed his life, uh, and uh, he really wanted to participate in this uh, this multi-day, eight-day relay for MS. And uh, and really for him, it's you know we talked about miles for a purpose. And in fact, that relay that we were talking about, uh, as he indicated to you, uh, that was completed about three or four days ago. And when the last runner, the 19th runner went from New Jersey into New York. So congratulations to them. Again, they're still raising a lot of money. Um, and, uh, you know, I think each of those 19 have raised more than $10,000 each. So up to more than $200,000 for, for a great cause and, um, That money is going to be dedicated to raising awareness and funds to support MS research while hopefully, you know, inspiring others to get involved in the fight against. Multiple Sclerosis, Uh, this MS Run the U.S. Incorporated. This event is 3,200 miles across America, a lot of miles, and he covered, you know, 212 of those. Um, And these endurance events uh, focus on, the focus really for them is promoting a healthy lifestyle while inspiring people across America to maximize what you're capable of. Think about that. And also being active in your community to help those in need. So, uh, congratulations to Chris Short and the gang. And uh, we'll see uh, they'll keep doing it next year as well, raising money for a great cause. Turning now to our uh, final segments of this Run the Race podcast, which, again, thank you so much for listening. We have, uh, as always, our parting gift, some uh, inspiration for you, a uh, little quote to uh, get you in the mood. And this one actually comes from an MS patient. Uh, there was an article that talked about how, obviously, multiple sclerosis is, is an overwhelming challenge. You can feel strong and resilient one day, but really next, you're feeling, you know, just really down in the dumps, isolated, helpless in pain. Um, so you need that extra boost, extra push to, that can really make all the difference. Well, this MS patient, Laurie Lowe, who, Laurie Lowe Peterson, that is, of San Jose, California, she says this a positive attitude is the best medicine. I'll say that again a positive attitude is the best medicine. Medicine, So you just got to stay up, you know, and and figure out ways to do that, whether it be, you know, going for a walk or a run or uh, hanging out with friends or being with your family or doing, you know, watching a, a fun show, something like that. So uh, I highly recommend it, you know, having that positive attitude, no matter what you are going through. Closing now in prayer, dear God, just thank you for this time together, for the ability to run. Uh, we pray for all those that are dealing with MS across our country, across our world that you will be with them and their families. Uh, we just pray for, for all of us right now for, for strength as we go through everything that we are personally having to go through in our families and health issues. And, uh, Lord Jesus, just uh, thank you for the opportunity just to talk about you on this podcast and talk about our passions for fitness and for running and for just being better overall, people. In your name we pray. Amen. So thank you so much again for listening to uh, Run the Race. If you missed last uh, episode, it was one of those Friday Food for Thoughts, a little 15-minute episode, a one-off, where uh, I talked about um, sending our son off to the University of Georgia and uh, some tips for moms and dads as you send your kids off to school, whether it be elementary or high school or or perhaps college like we were, and, and just kind of the ways to kind of let go and let God and, um, you know, how I even kind of broke down in tears when we got back home after sending our son off to college. So you want to hear uh, kind of some personal perspective and some advice when it comes to that, that last episode, but, uh, we appreciate you, um, staying with us here on run the race. We actually have a new Facebook uh, page, fairly new. Uh, it is a page, uh, called run the race, fitness and faith where, uh, Uh, give kind of, you know, almost daily or weekly kind of uh, quotes and, different things about activities going on and and the ways that you can be involved, you know, faith-wise or fitness-wise. And uh, I just posted one today about Track Tuesday. Um, as this episode comes out, actually early Wednesday morning, and I uh, just talked about uh, going a seven miles, uh, so almost 30 times around the track with a, a friend of mine as we did some speed work. And I'm actually going to be running a 5K, hopefully, this weekend. It was the very first 5K I ran nine years ago, the country's Midnight Express 5K it happens at midnight this Saturday uh, here uh, south of Atlanta in Columbus, Georgia, and um, it's a it's a great race, one of the biggest ones here in town. About uh, usually a thousand or fifteen hundred people run it, and uh, so looking forward to uh, going back to my roots of where my running career started. So uh, hope you guys have a, uh, a great week, and uh, we'll catch you next time.